What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The People's Pitch, the official podcast of Minneapolis City SC. My name is Nate, and as always, The People's Pitch is sponsored by Summit. Yes, so delicious. Summit, the official craft beer of The People's Pitch. Give them some love for sure. Uh, whether it's your favorite seasonal or the staples you always keep in your fridge or the j- delightful new Unchained series, uh, they've got something for everyone. So get on it. For more details, visit summitbrewing.com if you want to get a tour, upcoming events, much, much more is all on there. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, John. What's up, John? Hello, everyone. How are you? What is more busted, your March Madness bracket or Manchester City's title hopes? I was going to say Yaya Torre's teeth. Oh, Rashford ran all <laughs> over those fools. Yeah, I think uh, I think we'll, get, we'll touch on Rashford in a little while here, but uh, I didn't fill out a bracket. Oh, yeah, that's right. We talked about that last week. Yeah, I didn't do a bracket. <sighs> that's okay. So, it's okay. I, I actually am enjoying it more than if I would have filled out a bracket, but... You saved yourself a lot of disappointment. Yeah. A lot of sadness. Yeah, <laughs> March sadness. Saved yourself 10 bucks, $20 at least. Right, exactly. The, the, non, the non-gambling, the non office gambling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always unofficially official. But no, other than that, I'm doing good, man. I'm excited to excited to pod today. Yeah, we're going to pod hard. <laughs> uh, we're talking about the, the now 12-team uh, PLA and now what that means, that there's eligibility here to compete for the U.S. Open Cup. We'll figure out what that means, what that is. Um we're going to talk about the youth. We've got a quick recap of some of a training that was held uh, while some of the college signings were home, right, on, on yep. spring break. Yep, we'll go over that um, for a little bit. Speaking of youth, we've got Will Kidd in studio. We'll be interviewing one of our, one of our players. Uh, but first, I want to talk about the meeting of the minds that happened on Saturday morning. Yes, yeah, so uh, barring weather, or despite the weather, <laughs> which for some reason was weird because there was not a piece of snow on the ground. 20 when I, degrees and sunny. When I got there... Um, was a meeting of the minds, the first membership meeting. Um, it'll, there'll definitely be more of them in the future, but the one that we had on Saturday consisted of uh, a little bit of a smaller group than we had anticipated because of the weather, spring break, people were out of town. Um, but well, we went over a couple things, but before we get to that, I want to do a quick membership update. If you haven't already bought one, please consider buying one. We'll get into what that means in a little bit here, but you can go to our website mplscitysc.com. You can choose between a couple different types of membership. Definitely worth it. You get, uh, with one of the memberships, you get the members-only scarf. With one of the other memberships, you get members-only scarf plus a replica jersey from the inaugural season. Definitely worth it. Um, But uh, real quick before we, we dive in, I promise we'll get there, talk about the meeting a little bit, was the fact that the membership scarves, people said they were coming and then they weren't coming and now what's up? So quick update on that. I'm not going to name any names here, but the person who was taking care of it went on vacation and completely forgot to tell anyone, so they were sitting at, at his house. It's like Home Alone for soccer merchandise. Right, right. Yeah. I feel like we're forgetting, I feel like we're forgetting something. It must be Kevin. Our scarves. Our Kevin <laughs> yeah. scarves. So everyone who is a member and was expecting a scarf, we apologize. They are coming the the gentleman who forgot that will definitely get fifty lashes. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll we'll take care of him. That mistake won't be made again. So uh, more on that. They will be coming soon. But anyways, back to the meeting. So um, not only were we do we meet you know a bunch of different types of members and chairman chairman Hudeman got to say a few things as well as uh, your your favorite podcast hosts. 
But we met uh, David, the 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 lead the lead shot caller for our supporters group, the citizens. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll get uh, to those guys a little bit more later as well. But some things discussed uh, beyond the fact that I drank way too much coffee <laughs> and I had like the shakes all day. I, I couldn't I couldn't kick them. Um, I had to I had to definitely start drinking beer a little bit earlier in the day on on Saturday to kind of counterbalance the uh, the the artificial pep. Delicious summit. Um, but what we talked about was. You know what it what it means to be a member. So you know we talked about a lot of a lot of membership things on here as far as what you get. You get scarf. You get to uh, go to meetings. You get to have a voice. But what does it truly mean? Yeah. Like, what's the difference between being a member and being a supporter? So a member is is someone who is afforded the ability to come to these meetings and to have a voice. Uh, and we also talked about setting up the structure of how the the board of directors will go and and the members will actually get to vote. Uh, amongst the, those that are interested in as to who will be the membership um, representative on the board of directors. Yeah. So the board of directors will be consistent. That's one of the things that we figured out at the, at the meeting. The, mem- the board of directors will consist of uh, an elected official from the membership group uh, on an annual basis. So if I were you members or non-members who need to hurry up and sign up, to get involved, you'll be able to be on the inaugural board for the first season, which we're leading into the second season. A lot of decisions will need to be made, so it'll mm-hmm. be really important that you're that you're you're that person. If you're the kind of soccer fan that really wants a voice in how uh, you know how the the pregame works out, how the postgame works out, uh, and that sort of stuff, where the money goes, where the money goes, are we going to change our name like Minnesota United? Yeah, are you the kind of guy that thinks that maybe all games should be preceded by a uh, a parade, including uh, pickup trucks full of mariachi bands? Yes, you can show up and present that as a possibility, as I did, <laughs> even though you're not on the board. No, it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm would, a member. Yeah, you're a member. So if we had a if you had a board seat, that person would be able to talk about it. So exactly. Uh, like. So like we mentioned, the board would consist of, at, at this high level, someone from the, the membership where all membership ideas will lead into them. Mm-hmm. And then um, Chairman Hudeman will sit on the, on the board, as well as a, a representative of Stegman Soccer Club, which, as we know, Minneapolis City is powered by Stegman. So um, that won't – I don't know if it's going to be me. I sent a note out to the owners of Stegman's today, um, and we, we've done this, this type of – system before with with uh, our, our men's league teams and our, our men's club so i don't know i by default i would be happy to do it but i w- would hope that you know any of you stegman's guys who are listening out there one of you steps up and you're the voice for the club so we have some some fresh faces on there rather than the, the same folks so if you want to get on the ground floor of being uh you know shaping this this soccer club we highly highly recommend checking out membership Right, exactly. At MinneapolisCitySC.com. Right, but it was great. So we got to meet a few people. Next time it's going to be bigger. We're going to figure out how to do it. Uh, some people that are remotely. We know we got some of some of the friends across the pond that definitely have something to say, but they're, yep. they're not in town. So we'll figure out how we can do – we can bring in the multimedia into this and see what we can do. So, yeah. so get out to the next one and get out and get your memberships. There, it's not just a fundraiser for the club. It's, it's also uh, – a chance to support not only the club by getting season tickets and all this other swag, but supporting how the, the club actually is shaped for the future. Yeah. Speaking of the future. So 
I want to talk U.S. Open Cup a little bit. Yes. Um, the news was broke a couple weeks ago that Cedar Rapids Rampage was joining the PLA, which is the league that Minneapolis City will be competing in. Right. Right. So that means it's now up to 12 teams, and I guess that means that the PLA members are eligible uh, to compete in the prestigious Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, it's the first time Iowa actually ever did anything good for me. <laughs> so, John, now you're a guy that's been kind of uh, embedded in soccer culture locally around Wisconsin and Minnesota uh, and internationally for a number of years. But, like, for a guy like me who's, you know, just picked it up recently in the last couple of years, what exactly does the U.S. Open Cup mean to American soccer? Well, it's the oldest soccer comp- domestic soccer competition, I think, globally. I You know, I don't know what some of the... You know, I don't know what South America's got going. I know they have like the Copa Liberitos or uh, mm. Libertadores. I don't nice. know if I'm pronouncing these things correctly. You're close. Um, and, but you know, we know what we know what the FA Cup is <laughs> for those of you who are uh, supporters of you know your favorite English Premier League team. Um, there's a Deutsche Pokal. There's a lot of these domestic cups, but I believe that the United States has one, if not the oldest. So. It, it goes back to the 1900s. I believe 1914 was the first year that it kicked off. And up until, uh, what did you say, Nate? It was like 96? 96, yeah. Was, it was purely an amateur competition. So professional teams really didn't start getting involved until 96. So um, personally, you know, I, I played in the Open Cup. And after the professional teams were in it, and it was the most god-awful soccer I've ever been part of because we got just our just we got we just got embarrassed um so we'll, <laughs> so we'll, we'll stop talking about that but there's a couple other uh open cup m- moments for me that i think that stand out that are a little bit applicable to minneapolis city if if, if you wouldn't mind me going into that yeah man so i am definitely curious to hear you know about your experience because i don't know anyone else that <laughs> that knows about this that just got worked over by yeah. my protein. Uh, um so First one would be 1994, which was, uh, two, I, I believe, the, the last year before MLS was involved. Um, there was some lower-level uh, you know, American soccer, soccer clubs. Uh, Richmond Kickers were actually the, the winners in, in 95. But 94, the Milwaukee Bavarians, at that point known as Bavarian Leinenkugel. Great. Nice. Great name. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, they, who is in our division, they – were taken down by the San Francisco Greek Americans uh, AC three nothing in in Pennsylvania, and I was afforded the ability to go to that game. And I think at that point in U.S. soccer, coming off the heels, it was in July, end of July, coming off the heels of the World Cup in the U.S. Soccer had never been that. It couldn't have been more of a firecracker moment for soccer. Yeah, where it it just exploded and. An amateur championship, despite the fact that it was three nothing, was like the biggest thing in U.S. soccer at that point mm-hmm. because everyone wanted so much of it. And then MLS was created, and then now we are to where we are, where it's just a just a giant snowball rolling down a mountain. Yeah, I mean the tournament is huge, right? It's uh, it's made up of teams from the Premier Development League, PDL, PDL. Yep, yep. that's about sixty teams, right? You got yep. the NPSL, the National Premier Soccer League. Yep. That's about eighty teams. We were talking to the guys last week. Um, that had played for the Twin Stars. That's the league that the Twin Stars are in. Yep, MPSL. If you're and Madison used to be, they, they were a founding the, member of yep. the MPSL. Now they're all, Now they're in our league. Yep. Um, and then there's like U.S. Adult Soccer Association, U.S. Club Soccer, right? And now the, and now the PLA. So there's a lot of regional um, and, and fairly nationally, nationally large amateur leagues, but mm-hmm. also 
then that ramps up to the NASL, right, where Minnesota United plays and the Atlantic Sil- Atlanta Silverbacks and those teams. Formerly. Formerly, yeah. Yep, I, yep. I believe they're putting a team back in, different ownership. Uh, the United Soccer League, right, and then the MLS finally. So, like, this tournament starts really, really local. <laughs> finally, then the MLS. Right, well, no, I mean, that's how it works, right? The tournament starts <laughs> right. super local, right. uh, where all these, all these amateur and semi-pro teams start playing each other, and then as they win and advance, they kind of ramp up to, to bigger and better competition. And that leads to some Cinderella stories. Right, yes. So, soccer fans that know Eric Winalda, I believe he is the second leading goal scorer all-time U.S. I think, uh, I think Lando kept, kept him... Long ago, and I think maybe Josie tied him or Dempsey tied him. I don't know. Facts this escape me. But Eric Winola, one of the most prolific goal scorers in U.S. soccer history, played played abroad. Um, I believe he actually scored the first goal in MLS uh, history. Look that up. I know that for a fact. Sweet. Um, but he took a he took a team uh, Cal FC in 2012. Uh, just held a tryout, put some guys together, and they made it all the way to the round of 16, beating teams like. The Wilmington Hammerheads, 4-0, and then beating the Portland Timbers, 1-0, before they finally succumbed to uh, to Portland Timbers. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, not Portland Timbers. Escapes me now. Um, it was someone shoot. weird. The Wizards. No, that was no, you that got beat sport, by the sporting, Wizards. Sport, <laughs> I believe they lost to Sporting KC. Um, but, you know, that it's in itself is, is what this competition is about. It's... It doesn't matter what team you play on. If you get if you get a team together, qualify, and then you you enter the tournament through the qualification process. You can make a run, and you know, like I, we were reading up on it, and and they actually ESPN actually changed its scheduling around this game against the Portland Timbers because they knew how big of a deal it was. Oh, so they tell they televise this like random game in Southern California. That's- yeah, it, it's pretty sweet. So you know. Our league, we're not we're not at the caliber of Major League Soccer. No, we're we're not probably even. Let's at, be honest. You know, and we'll find out when we go um, when we go to Des Moines. At, at, you know, at the middle of next month. Yeah, right. Middle of next month. Yep. Middle of next month. No. Yeah. What month? Whenever is we. Yeah, what month is it? October. <laughs> uh, when we go to Des Moines for our, our preseason friendly, you know, we'll be going up against a team that has had an incredible history in the U.S. Open Cup. Most notably, I believe last year, taking down Minnesota United's first team. Whoa! So, um, you know, take that for what what it is. <laughs> so, so even you know, though the tournament has been won lately by clubs like Seattle and Sporting KC and DC United. Right. You know, it's possible to get to get a deep run by a, a team like ours. Yep, and you know there's it it's weird to me that someone like the New York Cosmos or one of the the teams in, in that Minnesota United plays against that they or even Minnesota United hasn't built a secondary roster with their reserve squad to make a run at this where so they can give their players an opportunity to rest mm-hmm. and then they get a chance to look at other talent. So I mean, that, that to me is a no-brainer um, because this falls right in the heart of the MLS season. So yeah. it's kind of it's tough. for That's when the MLS guys can actually get there. So, But anyways, forget about those guys for today. Um, but back to, back to how it – like what it does for, for us in particular or for lower-level teams is it gets exposure to guys who are talented, maybe younger. Um, if they make a big run, huge splash – if they don't make a big run, they're still on the radar of the, the bigger teams that are waiting for them to, to come into the mix yeah. and to maybe play against them. So maybe a guy like Duncan in a few years or maybe a guy like Tyler Johnson in a few years or any one of the guys on our team, maybe they get 
they they get on the radar of these other teams that are that are higher up on the food chain, and we're truly becoming a pipeline for professional soccer players in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, it all because we did well at our level and we moved on to the next level. Yeah, I mean, it gives gives people around the around the U.S. a good look at at our young badasses, which is always is always great. Right, and Tyler and. And Duggan, no pressure. Yeah. Just win us an Open Cup. <laughs> so speaking of young badasses, yeah. uh, you were at the training. Yes, yes. I was at the training last Tuesday where we had the ability to, to see into the future and see how many players uh, that came back from, from college that were signed or are still within the mix from a trial standpoint came out to play. And the level of intensity and the speed at which that ball was flying around and those guys were moving was incredible. So it not only showcased, like, here are some sweet players that are coming up, but, like, we're going to be just fine in the PLA. You think a lot of these young guys kind of showed up and were They're ready to, they're looking, ready to, to looking to show everyone what, what the team was going to be made of? Right, right. And so you're pitting these guys who – Hopefully, I've just been listening to the podcast. Like, oh man, I can't wait to get back and play on that <laughs> train, yeah, yeah. right? Um, or you know, we might even be talking to one in a few in a few minutes here. But um, guys came back ready to ball. Yeah, and it was like intensity level was up. So what that showed me was it, there was you know I'm not going to speak for the managers uh, or the coaching staff, but what it showed me was you know some of the guys that were on the fringes beforehand uh, when these guys came back that they might be on the outs now because of the fact that, you know, they were maybe the fourth or fifth choice going into some of the players who we've signed coming back, and now they're the fifth and sixth choice. So it'll the roster will start to shape itself because these guys can play. That's good. And now we we addressed this concern last week a little bit in, in an email, but it sounds like we've been getting a couple emails about it too. Our, people are still somehow for some reason concerned about this influx of youth and how that's going to have an effect competitively right. as far as how the, how the team matches up against other teams in the league. You're not concerned about that. I'm not concerned about that. No. Uh, well, let's talk about why. Well, I think, you know, personally, if you look at the type of player that we have coming in, it's we're not looking at, like, 16, 17-year-olds. Like, yeah, they're not actual kids. The only person who is younger is our development player who we know what his pathway is. Yep. His pathway is to train with us. Um, and and be the bedrock of the future, mm-hmm. you know. But we're bringing in some guys that are 26, 27. You know, we're bringing in these – I mean, there were two guys on the podcast last week, Nate and Matt, who are – they're a veteran presence who played in a, in a different league. As we know, they played in the NPSL. Um, you know, they, they have the experiences that some of these younger guys don't. Not to say that an 18-year-old who's coming back from college for its first season isn't going to be a complete stud. That, yeah, that totally happens. But if you look at who we're playing against, we're either playing against people who are were former professionals who have now life happened yep. and they no longer play professionally um, and they're just really, really good soccer players. Or we're playing against other college-age type players. Mm-hmm. So it's either apples to apples or apples to another type of fruit. Oranges? It could be oranges. <laughs> We're not we're not going apples to Ferraris. <laughs> the Ferraris are playing in the leagues that, like you know, that Des Moines Menace is playing in. You know, like they're they're playing in, in something completely different. Yep. I could be wrong. We could roll up and get to Croatians or get to Madison, and they have like a full boat of guys who are like 
you know, straight, just destroyers, just destroyers, or fresh off the boat who are looking to get to use that as a jumping point to go pro at a different level. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we could just get our doors blown off if that was the case, but I don't think it seems is. like an unusual pipeline for Croatians to reach the the major league soccer. Well, league. they would come over on a boat. <laughs> Can we agree? Can we agree on that? I mean, te- technically, it could be a plane. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it's it's a cheaper ticket. That's I mean, true. God, you can it's fit, always the Croatians around here. You can fit more of them in a shipping crate <laughs> they come up every than you week. can on an airplane. Oh, what is this like? Lethal weapon. We come <laughs> up, this, this comes up every week. All right. Uh. Um, but no, so what, what I'm trying to get at, all Croatian jokes aside, is that I don't think we're going to be faced against something that's going to be a, a complete uphill battle. It's going to be like for like. So fans, don't worry. And like I said, we're not going to be signing like a 16-year-old kid unless he is like the next thing since sliced bread or she. You know, I don't know if there's a, a, a sex rule. <laughs> you can't be a female, but we don't discriminate. That would be really interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my take. What right. about you? I, I mean, I, I totally agree. I think, you know, just on any in any professional sport or any sport in general, you're going to be surprised by, by the youth uh, one way or the other, whether it's your boy Rashford – coming out of nowhere and playing right. for, for Man United, who, I mean, he's 18 years old and he should be a boy among men, but he just carved up Yaya like nobody's business. Right. Well, actually, it was uh, Di Michaelis. Oh, yeah. That, by the way, that was a penalty. Yes. I, I can't believe they didn't call it. Yeah, right, in front of the, right in front of the rap. Before we get there, I, I would like to just talk a little bit about one guy that did come back that I was really excited to see on yeah. Tuesday. And that was uh, Captain Trey, Trey Benhart. Berhart. Benhart. Trey. Captain Trey. Old Faithful, if you remember that podcast we talked about <laughs> Trey. Um, that guy, the I saw him play in men's league last year, and that was the first time I'd ever seen him play, and the guy's legit. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw him then play in this, and he's got not only gotten faster and stronger, but better on the ball. Like He is going to marshal a back line that will, I think we're going to be just fine for that one. But anyways, let's talk about uh, Mr. Rashford. So like you were saying, um, dude was slicing guys up, yep. and he's been doing it. He had a little bit of a slump because he can't really go 90 minutes because he's going so hard. Um, and uh, But he, he's scored, what, three, four goals in five, seven games? Not bad. Not bad. And he's 18 years old. Right. And he's playing the premiership. So what, what I wanted to say is that youth might not be an issue, especially at our level. If you look at energy, ability, you know, uh, just out-and-out pace versus someone who's a little bit um, – a little bit more seasoned. That's what happened in the game against uh, Man City. Yep. Di Michaelis has played all over, like won multiple titles with uh, the Bavarian Giants in Munich and, you know, had an illustrious career, not that old, super intelligent, and all of a sudden just getting run through by an 18-year-old. So and for those doubters, youth might not be a problem. I could see the concern if it was like we're picking these guys up off of, you know, just random – you know, eighteen to twenty-one year old dudes that are that are kicking around trying to trying to play some soccer for the summer. But we are, and as we, I think we've established, like we're plucking some serious prospects out of serious college programs to come back and play. Right. You know, we're not just we're not just pulling some some scrub kids to to line up against Bavarians and Croatians here. Right. And there's, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but there's even more players that are interested that are even, you know, of a totally different pedigree that. Didn't even know we existed, and now we're hearing word. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that, that we want to, that they're better than the next guy. They could be, but they have a they have a, a background, whether it be with 
um, the U.S. youth national systems or an even better Division One program. Yep. Um, not to say, like I said, that they're better than the next guy, but the you know the proof is in the pudding, right? Yeah. So if you have someone who's at all been around a U.S. national team system and they, they want to come play for you, you're going to give them the opportunity to at least get a look. Word. I think the more, the more we see of these guys and uh, you know, the closer it gets to, to our opening games, the more excited I, I get for, for the product we're going to put on the field. Right. It's going to be awesome. But uh, while we're talking about youth, you know, what, uh, what do we have for our next segment, Nate? So we've got in studio the illustrious Will Kidd. Will is a, uh, currently a freshman at Bradley University, right, Will? Yeah. All right. So and entering uh, sophomore sophomore yes. season will be your next season. Yes. Yep. And he has signed for the summer uh, for Minneapolis City SC, so we're really excited. Well, technically not officially yet. I have some paperwork for you that you need to sign before you leave. <laughs> While you're here, please, man, yeah. Do that. <laughs> Don't walk away with, by forgetting that. So, Will, we'll, we'll just dive right in, man. Tell us, uh, tell us where you're from and talk about your playing background a little bit. Plug high school, plug all the clubs you played for. Um, I'm from St. Paul, Minnesota. I played for Minneapolis United a lot of my life, um, and I just recently started playing in St. Croix, and then, yeah, and then off to college, played for Bradley. Sweet. So you have, you've, like, I was looking at your website, which is lovely, by the way. Yeah. I know, the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you've played, you've, so you've played at MTA, you've played at St. Croix, Como Park, U.S. Youth, right? Um, Minneapolis United. What's your favorite playing experience of all the all the levels that you've played at so far? Um, I really liked playing at St. Croix. It was they just had some good guys on there. I really connected with them. And the most, there yeah. are there are a lot of St. Croix guys that are either vying for a spot on this Minneapolis City team or that are already yeah. already signed like you, right? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yep. Is that something that you kind of you guys kind of planned out is to keep playing together? Uh, no, I I've got you guys contacted me, and I uh, wanted when you were getting me to join the team. Um, I actually saw that one of our Saint Croix guy, one of the Saint Croix guys on my team, actually already signed. And, and, and who's that? Uh, Samuel, Samuel Ruiz Plaza. So tell us a little about about, about him. Are you guys, you guys, good friends, or you uh, yeah, we we play on the same team. We we were pretty good friends, I guess. Yeah. Tell us about his. Have you seen the picture of his haircut? Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you know anything about that? Oh, he loves his flow. He loves. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> something to look forward to. I mean, I yeah. think that's something we get into a lot of times when we talk about the players on this team is the the high quality hair that we're going to have on the field. Yeah. So Man, we're hoping you're going to bring your. Oh yeah, you summer. see my picture. I've from seen some the, of the pictures. The, the pro hawks. <laughs> oh, they're yeah. looking pretty good. Oh yeah, or from Bradley. Have you seen the picture? No, I haven't my Bradley seen, picture. I haven't seen oh, the Bradley one. season. I, I also I did, I did see the video when you were ten of oh. you juggling a hundred times yeah. or whatever, and that thing is massive too. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of potential up there, up there in your head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about your role on the field. Where do you slot in at Bradley right now, and what role do you hope to play uh, when you come to City? Um, I've been playing forward mostly, so I'm hoping to slide in at forward. Do you have a secondary position that you would play? If, um, if, I'm not saying you can't play forward. Yeah. Um, but do you have a position that you, you would maybe play or... Uh, outside mid. Outside mid. Yeah, yeah. But I, I assume more of, a, more of an attacking, maybe like a, in like a 4-3-3 type situation. Yeah, yeah. Basically anything but defense, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about in goal? In goal? <laughs> I mean, you can slide me in there if you really need to. <laughs> So we brought up, you're playing at Bradley right now. Talk to us a little bit about, about what kind of a program Bradley has and 
Why did you uh, Why did you choose there? Why did you decide to go there? Um, it's a really hardworking program. We work very hard off the field, especially in the weight room. We um, try to be the most fit team. So, yeah, I chose there because I'm a pretty fit guy, and I thought it fit me the best. How many LBs have you gained since first season into now? Uh, I've gained about uh, probably like 15 or so. Oh, Whoa, swollen. Yeah. <laughs> like it. He's going to be a grown-ass man. <laughs> right. I like it. How did you, uh, how'd you get in contact with, with City then? Um, I think I got in contact through uh, Tyler Johnson's dad, Kyle. Okay. And, yeah. and you know him from Cone from Park? From Cone Park, yeah. Yep. Okay, great. Uh, how did, what, so his dad just... Yeah, he asked, if, was... he asked what I was doing this summer. I told him, like, I don't really know. Like, I'm looking for a team around here in Minnesota so I don't have to go somewhere. Right. And, Come home, yeah. eat mom's cooking. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And he just recommended you, and you gave gave these guys a call, or did he um, they, Did he put your name in somewhere? Um, they actually contacted me. I had no idea he actually oh, did anything. Oh, so behind yeah. the scenes, oh, wheeling yeah. and dealing. Yeah. Well, uh... Backroom, dark, yeah. dark corner deals. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so as they contact you, what about what kind of stuff do they tell you that made you want to play with them? Um, it just sounded like it was a it was a good group of guys that were were playing in a high quality league, and I could get a lot of playing time. What's uh, the uh, what was their place. sales pitch? Um, I mean, just come and play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's just the playing yeah. time. Right? Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of a, yeah. a common theme, man. Is yeah. Always, we can get you playing I, time at a high level. I have a quick question about uh, about Bradley. Um, you know, maybe maybe go in a little bit about. Um, I, I look at your roster, a very young roster. Yeah, yeah. So very is it, young. Are, is it a, a turnover right now? Like as far as where, um, you know, there was uh, maybe a, a full squad of seniors or juniors or upperclassmen that went through. Was there a coaching change or like why is why is it so young right now? Um, Honestly, I don't really know. I mean, <laughs> they recruited ball, a lot right? of young players, yeah. so we are. Uh, I think we're like the third youngest team in the nation right now in the Division One. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really know why we're why I recruit so many young players, but I think it's great that we're gonna have. I have a large class, and we all get along very well. So how the fall, how the season go then so far? Um, we were pretty good. Um, I think we were like nine and eleven. I don't. Quote me on that. I think that's how we were, but don't know for sure. But yeah. okay, I think I might look it yeah, up. Yeah, just look it up right now. Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. it's somewhere around there. We brought the internet this time. Yeah, we brought the internet. <laughs> last time, idiots. We didn't bring anything we could fact check on. But I don't like to fact check. Yeah, I will. And uh, what are the? You're, are you? You guys are Horizon League, or what's the? Uh, what's your conference? Uh, we are the, the MVC. MVC uh, Missouri yeah. Valley. Yeah, Missouri Valley. What? Uh, what are the other teams that you you've been playing against then? Um, we play everyone in the MVC, of course, uh, like Drake, Evansville, uh, Loyola, um, uh, yeah, I, I gotta think, I gotta <laughs> think pretty hard, yeah. you hit the yeah. field, you just start seeing yeah. red, you just don't care. Yeah, All right. exactly. destroy everyone. For the record, you were 7-10-1, 5-4 mm-hmm. at home, 2-4-1 away, and 0-2 oh and on neutral sites. You need to get off those neutral sites. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, that's great. Like I mentioned before, when uh, I'm not sure if you if you tuned in when we talked about um, the the college guys we were bringing in, that um, you know, I look for you guys if if everyone stays there, um, you know, in in two years, maybe mm-hmm. three years, to be a pretty dangerous team in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Basically, because you know you're getting a lot of that experience as a freshman sophomore. Yep. And um, you know how how many games did you appear in um, roughly? Uh, I think it was like about nine. About nine. Yeah. Nine. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So I mean, so. You, 
that's that's a cool over a quarter of the season you're mm-hmm. getting you're getting action as a freshman. So yeah. would you say that's kind of close to what most of the guys on your team? Uh, most of the guys on the team are just the freshman class. Freshman class, sorry. Uh, I think it was it was mainly like three freshmen that got some playing time. Four actually. Four. Four okay. Yeah. So it was like a third of the freshman class that got freshman. yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Moving into next year, uh, you know, over the course of the summer, I suppose, what are you expecting out of the 2016 season with Minneapolis City? And, uh, you know, what are you, what are you hoping to get for yourself and hoping to get out of the team? Um, I'm expecting a lot of wins, of course. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm expecting to get better, get better on the ball, just get more touches, I guess, like just get better as a player. If you had to pinpoint an area of, Improvement for yourself, and then like an area like that you feel you excel at. What would they be? Um, I would love to improve my sprint speed. I mean, not the paciest, but you know. But uh, what was the other question? I already forgot. What are you feeling good about? What, are you, what, what, what oh, yeah. game do you feel good uh, about? I'm great at uh, uh, running. Basically, just running around. I have great stamina, so I'm able to pressure. I am very good at that. Mm, an engine. Yes. Yeah, 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 I like that. I like that. Uh, worst hair in soccer or best hair in soccer? Kyle Beckerman. Uh, definitely one of the worst. Yes. yes. All right. We like it. I hate that guy. <laughs> I hope you're listening, Kyle. You are the worst center midfielder in the country. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I think it's speed round time. I think it is. Unless you have any other questions. No, I'm feeling. Uh, I feel like he's he's primed and ready for the speed. Oh yeah. All right. So, uh, speed round. I will ask you ten questions. You will give me the first answer that comes to your mind, <laughs> or not, or the second, whatever. Whatever you can get out first. Um, do you need anything? You need a stretch? You need no, some I water, think I'm good. I'm all loose up. Yeah. Maybe a couple mental push-ups. <laughs> all right. First question. Name the first three Bradleys that come to your mind. First three Bradleys, uh, Lydia Moss Bradley, uh, Michael Bradley, uh, mm, I can't think of another Bradley. <laughs> uh, he was in a movie, Michael, sh- uh, shooting people, Limitless, Limitless. maybe he voices a raccoon. Yeah, I, I got the picture, but... <laughs> <laughs> Bradley Cooper. Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Bradley all right, Cooper. all right, if you could listen to one song for the rest of your life, and the, only that song, what would it be? Um... Oh, I don't really listen to music all that much. Um, what about band? Uh, Give me a band. Band. Uh, or artist. Artist. Um, I'd say Beatles. Beatles? Yeah. All right, good choice. Uh, your favorite player. If you say me, you win nothing. <laughs> um, favorite player? Uh, uh, Pirlo. Pirlo. Yeah. All right. Twitter or Instagram? Uh, Twitter. Would you rather have a time machine that only goes back in time or a time machine that only goes forward in time? Back. What would you do with it? And what would you do with it? I every time I make a mistake, go back, make it right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah. a good point. Uh, what made? Uh, who made the biggest impact on you in your soccer career slash soccer life? Um, probably, probably just probably my dad. Yeah. Your dad? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Keep it in the family. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite pregame meal? Um, pregame meal probably just sandwich. Sandwich. Yeah. What kind of sandwich? Like turkey? Uh, number 12 from Jimmy John's. Number 12 <laughs> from Jimmy John's. Uh, we, we haven't talked to them about sponsorships, so maybe it's like number 12 at a, at a famous sub shop. <laughs> How's that sound? Um, that sounds all right. good. Uh, what should your nickname be for the inaugural season? 
Uh, the kid. The kid. Well, seems like we can make that happen. Yeah. Um, I was hoping that was too cheesy. Yeah. Like I'm like <laughs> I was thinking like oh man I hope he doesn't want something more original. Like That's hur- good. Like hurricane. Or Perfect. <laughs> the kid. I'm in yeah. there. All right. Uh, choose one. Pace, placement, power, or trickery. Pace. Pace. On a scale of one to ten, ten being the best. Rate me as an interviewer. Uh, ten. Oh, right. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, that's all I have. Uh, Will, thank you so much yeah, for no coming problem. in. We really appreciate you making the time uh, on your spring break when you could be in like South Padre Island. <laughs> yeah. Chasing the ladies around. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, we really appreciate you coming in, and uh, we look forward to, to seeing you on the on the field this season. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, man, if you want to learn more about Will Kidd, Google him. He's got a website. Uh, he's out there on the internet. He can't be can't be undone. Plenty of videos, plenty of plenty of images. Uh, plenty of sweet hairdos. A lot of oh, yeah. a lot of sweet dudes. Really, uh, really appreciate you coming in. This yeah, is cool, no Will. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Bye. All right. Well, wasn't that a treat, folks? <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of Will Kidd, and. Uh, you know, I think we're going to continue to do stuff like that in the future. So definitely look out for when we bring we bring some more members of, of the squad on and we have the, the infamous speed round. The speed round. Um, but next week, what do we have? Nate, we have the, the kit reveal, potentially. It's coming up. We'll have maybe some details on that. Yeah. We'll also talk to the, the leader of the citizens, uh, the, the official unofficial supporters group of Minneapolis City SC. And, of course, anything else we uncover from, from now until then. But, as always, we thank Summit, our official craft beer sponsor of the People's Pitch Podcast. They are celebrating their 30th anniversary this year. And for more information on all the happenings, comings and goings, visit summitbrewery.com. Also, p- please feel free to hit us up with any questions, comments, or concerns at mcscpodcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Or on Twitter at, <laughs> at mplscitysc. Or myself, at Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y, business, B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S, all one word. Or at Mexinate, M-E-X-I-N-A-T-E, to get my wonderful co-host here. That's me. So, um, I've been told a new song is coming soon, folks, from our, our house band, Go Get em Tiger. Um, a few of you have reached out on, on social media or through email saying, we listen to the same song every looking week. Looking for something new. We're looking for something new, but there's uh, some some industry biz so we can't get around some industry red tape uh they're putting their album out so we're our our hands are tied with red tape you can't rush art people we can't rush art so uh as always uh i am john and i'm nate and this is go get them tiger with kicks on a wire see ya bye